Hello and apologies, I suppose, for this late night edition of our late night show, The Town End Podcast. You're very welcome, everybody. It's season two, episode 22. Well, it's tit for tat at Tolka, um, as Dundalk end up at stalemate on the hands of Damien Duff again. He's forever our foe, isn't he, Donald Hanks? Yeah, yeah. Um, not a huge not a huge fan of Damien Duff. <laughs> I actually know I'm not. That's that's unfair. It it, it it's funny. Um, don't know. We've been building up to some decent results over the past while, and you know, we 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 mentioned before that the three times probably where we've we just haven't reached the heights of what we know we could do would have been the UCD game, the Drogheda game, and the Shelburne um, away match previously. And we're back now to those same fixtures will we'll be coming up very soon again. And, and here's Shelburne, and we've we've gone stalemate again, haven't we? Yeah, and it, it gets a, yeah. It, the end result obviously is a draw, and it's a disappointing draw. And it, it you can't really get away from the idea that things could have been so much different tonight if Robbie Benson had taken that chance in the first half. Because um, for the most part, they were. They were in control of the game. They were in control of possession. Say, like, the first 10 minutes of the game were a bit scrappy, but they took control then for the rest of the first half. Shells had a few minutes in the second half where they were getting in amongst the team, but they didn't really create that many chances. And then we had another couple of good chances in the second half. And if we had taken any of those, we'd be looking at this whole thing completely differently. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, we're... We've dropped four four points now in target this season. Yeah. Um and not that it's not like a reality check or anything, anything like that, because the performance was still mm. was still pretty good. But I think it's just there's probably one glaring thing that we learned from tonight, and that's uh when the captain isn't playing. Um yeah. Because we, we were struggling for a goal against Shells in Talca the last time, and he came up with something to get us in front. Now, we didn't win it that night, but yeah. um, he was a big, 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 big miss um, tonight. Well, I suppose when we when we all see the team sheet out and we, we realise that Pat's not in the team, and we're worried, but you're thinking, well, thank God we played Larn and Dave McMillan's got some minutes into those legs because, you know, to, to just put him in, fresh now it would have been too much for him and you know john martin trying to get back from um his own injuries and the niggles that he's picked up too it's it it's it, it's very tough so it, it's a it's an absolute mountain to try to replace pat because that is what he is to our team and and you know we, we waxed lyrical last last week about his build-up play in in the goal against shamrock rovers the fact that he pulled lopez right the way out there he was able to control the ball and 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 spread the play out to lewis and it just shows maybe we, we, we were kind of mentioned that maybe we've got so many goal scores that we've got different patterns of play, but I still think one of the main characters in that is still Pat Hoban, isn't it? Yeah, and there is there was always a difference when you think the last couple of seasons when we've had both McMillan and Hoban that when Hoban's playing, you can play a particular style of football that you can't play when McMillan's playing, and vice versa. You need to like readjust your um your system pretty much mm -hmm. attacking wise like to try and make the most out of them and like we didn't didn't really create any chances for Davy Mack in the first half tonight you got one in the second half that again if he takes that chance that your your whole view on his performance and the performance tonight yeah um completely changes but he got this one chance didn't take the one chance and then you know that's just the life of a centre forward, I guess, you know. Um it's a bit I like a goalkeeper, isn't it? Everything's great till you make a mistake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um I was a bit surprised that John Martin didn't start because I thought um even last week when he brought uh Huben off, he brought John Martin on instead of him because he has a bit more physical presence. Maybe he didn't think we needed that tonight. Um mm. but I think that the last few times I've seen McMillan playing, you can't really get away from the, the, the feeling that he needs a few games on the team. He needs to 90 yeah. minutes competitive football and uh, he'll get back to the, the forward that he is. But when he's in for one game and out for eight, nine, ten games, 
it's very very hard to like get up to get up to speed as quickly as uh, he needs to. Um, but yeah, like we can look at his performance and like he worked as hard as he could possibly work, but um, chances just didn't fall to him tonight. So um, he's not really the type of player that's going to go off and create his own chances either. So yeah, um, yeah, he's he, he's very much I think with Pat is usually involved in build-up play and he's bringing other members of the team in towards I think Dave McMillan is very much at the end of play and wants to be in the box and get that final touch on and to be fair he's he's carved out a very good career doing that in particular with us you know you you, you we think of him in in that cup final against Shamrock Rovers you know you know yeah. nobody else on those one-on-ones do you want but Davey Mack because he's cool calm in those in those scenarios and we've seen him took away penalty after penalty and you know, he's just one of those players that just knows where the back of the net is. But uh, yeah, it just didn't happen. Perhaps maybe, like you say, lack of of action uh, so far this season probably plays plays that part. Somebody who's been a big, big player already this year for us is Robbie Benson. We're going to have to talk about it, Don. I'm sorry. We're going to have to talk about this. And the big yeah. chance does fall to him tonight. And you're thinking in the form he's in after just scoring a winner against Shamrock Rovers and he's absolutely pivotal to how well we're playing if you could put this chance at anyone's feet you're probably thinking put it at Robbie because he's he, he he must be on cloud nine on but his tonight yeah on his left foot as well like it was yeah anyone on the pitch especially even if even if Huben's there you're thinking Robbie Benson one-on-one I'd be like yeah he's the man um I think the commentator thought it was in <laughs> I think everybody behind the goals thought it was in. um I think there was somebody even behind the goals that it happened at that thought it went in, <laughs> even though they could, they have to. Really see it wasn't cinematic. <laughs> but yeah, it's just they got a bit, got a bit of luck in the in the build up that I don't think. I think Dicky was passing it to him, but it just sort of came off the outside mm-hmm. of his foot and flew past yeah. the defender. So you're just you're already out of your seat thinking it's a goal. Yeah, and then beats the keeper. But look. Just wasn't to be today. Um, I think but he has been that player for us. Yeah, exactly. He's been that player for us for so many times, like that, you know, you'll, you'll definitely forgive him for that. And it's probably very uncharacteristic of him. You think of the big goals that you know that he did score and you know, yeah, Poland and everything. He, he he's that sort of a player, but it was just it was it was so unfortunate for him because I think probably nine times out of ten, you give him that chance again and and it goes in. But it just wasn't to be um, at the time when it counted. Yeah, and it, um, as I said on commentary as well, if I have too much time to think about it, like I'd say he did have a second to mm. be like, "Oh, this is so easy. I'll just stick it in here." Yeah, you know, and um, and even like the natural thing of like on the left foot of bending it around to the other side of the goal, he was like, yeah. it was outsmarting the goalkeeper as well to be like, "No, I'm just gonna sneak it down, sneak it down the near side." So, uh, yeah, it was. It was pretty shocking that he missed, but um, yeah, we'll forgive him because he's Robbie Benson and because he's brilliant. And he was great again tonight. Like his performance again was great. Like um, the uh, the midfield was good. That we seem to have this thing of uh, Doyle being the first substitute from the midfield three that we can. He I don't know if he only has like seventy minutes worth of running and tackling and uh, being a nuisance because he was brilliant again today like he yeah. was brilliant last week and he's brilliant and you're like 70 minutes you see the thing going up you're like yeah it's probably he, he probably starts walking over he probably looks at the watch <laughs> the hell on left all right I've only got about two minutes left <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he's um he was great again like they that's the thing they did they they played really well tonight yeah by all accounts by all accounts, that seems to be, um, look, as per usual, I was in heading the game park tonight, so I didn't get to see, I got I got a boring nil-nil draw with, with Sligo, lads. I, I missed nothing. Um, I either game. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was, by all accounts, from what I've seen on it, it's like our, our play was good, our system seemed to be good. We just lacked that final element of, of a goal tonight. We created probably not as many chances as we would have liked. But um, when those chances came along, we just needed to be more clinical when they happened. And on the other side of that, I suppose Sligo or Sligo, dear me, look, that's what I got for mentioning Sligo earlier. 
Uh, Shells didn't really offer too much tonight. They, you know, I, I've seen the, the time wasting posts up on Twitter as the match was going on. Um, and I know when I'm seeing that, I'm, there's, I'm not missing much um, of a game that was going on, but it, it, they looked like they were delighted just to, to even get the, the draw out of it. And that may have been what they were playing for from the start. Yeah. And they, they had a couple of half chances from set pieces towards the end. And, um, Nathan Shepard did well again, as he always does. Mm-hmm. And he had to make a couple of important um, contributions. Weren't like world-class saves, right? But had to do some really good work. Um, they, we, we had the, you know, uh, there are, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, that sums it up. <laughs> done with time wasted. Also, something else that I, would, that I noticed, you know, the um, the player that, that comes to mind the most, uh, is Fernandinho. So Fernandinho can foul as many people as he wants and he doesn't get a yellow card until about 80 minutes and then it's just like, it's impossible to not give him a yellow card then. The inverse thing happened to Stephen Bradley tonight. The Stephen Bradley was fouled about 80 times by different players and there was no yellow cards. It was like anybody was allowed to foul him and nothing happened. And then about 80 minutes, somebody, like for about the 100th time, pulled him by the jersey and uh, someone finally got booked for it. But, um, yeah, like Shells, Shells had lost the two previous games as well, so they were happy enough just to mm-hmm. stop the the rot as it as it were. But um, they they were organised, like they were organised when we played them in Talca and in Oria. Like they 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 are set up, like Duffer has them set up well. Um, they know what they're doing. They know how to kill the game. They know how to you know uh, absolutely belt the ball into the stands. Every free kick is. <laughs> To, to to be fair to Duffer, I think you know when Shells got relegated uh, two seasons ago, they, everyone talked about the soft touch that they were. In particular, when you know they they went on that poor run at the end that ended up going you know losing via the playoffs, they it, it, it kind of they were really struggling for momentum and momentum even in Talca, which you were hoping you know you you, you rely on your home form to try to get you something when you're when you're down down there, but. That, that seemed to be gone. So I think whatever, when they're on the road, but in particular, when you come to Talca, it, 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 it might look like it's some sort of negative play and it's, you know, time waste and whatever, but I think he's just making them hard to beat. Yeah. And and then, especially when they're playing teams like us, and then you'll see when they play Finn Harps, when, they, you know, then, then they'll play the expressive uh, football. And he's probably right to a certain extent because you could go up against us and leave yourself open and, Another day, Robbie Benson, like we said, will take those chances. Davy Mack takes those chances, and it's you know the, the game could have very easily been been two nil as it was nil nil. Yeah, you know, I think they, there's nothing. I mean, it annoys the bejesus out of us, but there's nothing wrong with the way they play. You know, they they're going to get results like that, and they're going to be like it's going to take an, an almighty collapse to get them back into trouble. Like I think they're going to be they're going to be fine. Um, yeah. And it is that thing of like their 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 um, aim for this season is just above the playoff spot. Yeah, and anything above that, in the league, and that's, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. Just make sure they stay in the league, and they're good enough to get like results and stuff from around the place. And yeah. they've gotten plenty of good results at home, and even a couple away. So they're not a bad team, um, but it's still. It was still up to us tonight. Like we had the game in the palm of our hand, I think, for the most of it. Now we didn't really break them open, so it's kind of hard to be like. I, I see a comment in that the draw was a fair result, and it probably yeah. was. Um, I don't think we did all enough to win the game, and um, we we'll we we could have though, which is the I guess where the annoyance comes in that we could have won it easily with one of the chances that we created, but. Even at the end of the game, Rhino Kane could have smashed the ball into the top corner and Gally would have been running around the town and up and talk for weeks on end. Um, Gally had said that he was unavailable, by the way, for the show tonight. But I think if Rhino Kane had scored, I think Gally would be on this show. <laughs> this show would have started beside him or something. I don't know. Yeah, it would have started bang on full time. He would have just sat here by himself and be like waiting for the comments to come in. But um, he did have like, he was lively when he came on. Um, <laughs> And he played well. He, like he was, he played well against Lauren as well in the in the friendly, and mm-hmm. um, 
So I was happy to see him come on and get a bit of a run out. And he got one of Shaft's players booked because he's really, really, he's really clever with his feet and he's really quick. And then ball bends to him and a uh, bit of a scrap from a, a scrappy corner, like in the ball bends to him. And you think this is the moment he is going to burst the net with this. And then just missed. But um, yeah, there was, there wasn't really, I guess there wasn't really enough in the performance to say that we absolutely deserve to win. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, still what, kind what of. What are the chances, Donald? Um, you know, it, from what I've seen on the highlights, it was, it, it, I thought it was going to be a carbon copy of last week when the, the, the ball rolls out to Lewis McCarry on the wing and he bends in another cross. Um, it, it, you know, this week we were all resigned to this is probably his last game and you know oh well and, and now there's there's you know a shed of light <laughs> coming over the hill and you're thinking hang on if we can continue to to, to get this style of play where we're, we're rolling out to him and we're bending in we, we'll definitely get more out of him this year and for for you where do you lie i suppose on on the macari thing for his development if you know what i mean is he better staying with us gets to play senior football right the way through he'll want to make it at Stoke is it better do you think for him to go back now to Stoke and do this pre-season and maybe get into the manager's mind there yeah you see it's a tough one because of when our season ends that mm-hmm. that's a that's a killer for him because I guess if you take the Stoke thing out of it you're like obviously play the rest of the season get as much football under your belt as you can all the experiences that he's picking up um, like even listening to him talking after the Rovers game about the, the atmosphere and stuff, like it must be absolutely crazy for these lads that haven't played in front of crowds to be playing like him in front of the shed for the yeah. second half of a Rovers game must just be absolutely mind blowing to him, you know? Yeah, and um, so in an ideal world, you'd be like, Yeah, play out the rest of the season and then go back, but you're looking at going back in November, December time when it's going to be really, really difficult for him to make any headway into any sort of squad at mm-hmm. that stage. And he'll have missed Stokes preseason. So I get that that's a, a consideration for him. Um, but I'd say for the better thing for his development to, to me is just to stay and play the rest of the season. Like you could be, you could end up playing cup semifinals, cup finals, like massive games towards the end of the season. And um, you'd, you'd be going to one of the, best stadiums in um in Ireland and beating Shamrock Rovers later in the season. Like it's all ahead of him, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're right. I think, I think you have a, a valid point there because it, 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 for me, him staying is going to further his development as in how he's going to play right now. But when he returns to Stoke, whoever is in these positions and 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 the manager's mind of of who is a backup for that position that's probably settled at that stage so he could be third fourth down the line also is the manager going to look at him and say hang on you've just played a full season of football you must be knackered i can't be playing you here so is he going to have to sit out the rest of the season then so yeah it's it, it, it it's a real i'd love i'd love to see him stay because i just think you know we're, we're starting to see a pattern of play from and a confidence from him now. Um, and like you said there, you know, the buzz he got off of the atmosphere in the Shamrock Rovers and we, and, and we've seen it in, you know, in the footage of the goal and you can see him in the bottom corner. And as soon as the goal went in, he wanted to celebrate with the shed, like before the rest of the lads got over. So he, he gets the club. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's been the, the, the real thing with so many of these signings that uh, Skip has managed. I mean, they get Dundalk football club. And, and you look at, you know, we, we don't really like talk about, but Shamrock Rovers and, and, and the way they've stockpiled, stockpiled players there, not too many of them get Shamrock Rovers. They're there to pick up a pay packet. They don't get the ethos of the club and what it's all about. And they're happy just to sit there and, and play a game this week, not play a game this week. Towards, I think everyone that's in that team is hungry to stay in that team and get in it. And no more than Dan Lewis McCarry, who's played... Has he played every position in the back line, or is that just the Sam Bone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a, like we look at it like because obviously we're we're fans and we live in the area and whatever, so we're all used to this. Like we were all used to like everybody in the town talking about the game tomorrow and like mm-hmm. the the jerseys and all that kind of stuff. But these lads might not have been expecting to come to a, like this big of an area where there's only one team 
So yeah. they're they're celebrities, you know, and they're they're um, they're loved, sometimes hated, but mostly loved by like the the uh, the general public. And there there's also like there is a, a an amazing atmosphere building mm-hmm. after last season and after all the chaos and everything from last season. Everyone's it's it does feel like something massive is building, like there's a wave coming, mm-hmm. and just to be. Because the uncertainty of when he signed, of not knowing, not knowing if he was going to be playing for a start, I'd imagine. Like, yeah, I know John Medley was signed and all, and he was injured and stuff, so we didn't really have a right back. But like, he was a little shaky the first couple of games, playing at left back, then left the right back, back, yeah. back to left back, and thrown all around the place. Um, but since he's gotten settled at right back. And the team has gotten settled. The team's gotten better every every week. The atmosphere at Orioles gotten better every week. The away end at every game is absolutely top notch. And fair play to everybody going up tonight, knowing that they get, get absolutely drenched standing out in the um not that you know, obviously people have to tell when they come to Orioles, complaining. But you know, um there was a massive crowd in there and it made a load of noise. But it it there's something building, and I think for an outsider to come in and start to experience it as like probably the first time he's played in that sort of arena and that sort of atmosphere, it must just be like the thrill of a lifetime, you know, and you wouldn't yeah. want to give it up, but he's ha- somebody's always going to have to say to him, you know, the repercussions of you staying and playing at the rest of this season are you want that you, you probably won't be playing for stuff the second half of the season. Yeah. And it's a weird thing with loans in our league. And like you've seen Lincoln take players back from, from uh, from Drogheda because they have to do preseason and they want to evaluate their players and you can't do it when they're yeah you can watch the footage and stuff but you can't actually work with them which Drogheda probably lost two of their best players yeah and it's <laughs> it's crazy because we could have been in the exact same situation like we could have lost you know Stephen Bradley could have been taken back uh, Macari could have been taken back you know like yeah it's a risk um, and it is one of the one of the problems with the summer league that the the league, the calendars don't match up, so it does create that bit of a problem. Um, but like, I see a, <laughs> I see a comment about somebody whose name I. Well, if 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 it's asked in the comment, you're allowed mention. Right. Yeah, so that's that's the rule in this. So um, Frank Harlan just comes in with a question here, saying rumors that Gannon wants out of Rovers. Would you have him back in Oriel? And um, we have we well we have Mountney for cover for right backs. So we don't really need him. I, I presume Frank is thinking <laughs> if Lewis was to go, yeah, um, and, that, and that's the real part of that, yeah. isn't it? But because I, if that happens, that has to it will have a chain effect. We'll have to do something. Yeah, and I think compared to Skip, he he has identified real good quality in players. So you you would have that confidence in him that he would find that. But would that person be in Sean Gannon? Um, I think it, there's absolutely no chance that he's going to be coming in the middle of the season. Like, if Rovers are looking to us second and they're like, yeah, go on, have our reserve right back. Mm. You know, I can't yeah. see them doing that. And if, they, if they're looking for money, we're obviously not going to pay for him. Well, he's and on the contract. It was a two and a half or three year deal, wasn't he? Yeah. So, and also his wages, he's not going to come down on the cheap. Mm. And there's somebody else that I'd imagine in that back four that we have that might be worth giving more money to. Yeah. So I, I just, I can't see it happening. If he was out of contract at the end of the season, I could see it then, but mm-hmm. that doesn't solve the problem that if Macari goes, um, he's going to come in as his replacement. Uh, of course, you Sam Bone who can play right as well. So yeah. him and, him and Mountney, you probably think you may have cover and then whatever you're thinking you were going to play Sambo, maybe you now look at a player in that position, whether that's someone who can play along the back four or just in front of them, where we've seen Sam play several times in yeah. in that and kind of I, I remember Stephen Kenny playing Sean Hoare there a few times, just right in front of the back four, and and, and that seems to be where Sambo has has popped up of late as well. And um, I suppose to put a positive spin on tonight, and um, as well, we look at this back four is very much. Um, it's solid. It's it's written in stone now. This is our back four and five. If you bring in Shepard, ninth clean sheet already. So that's more clean sheets than last year. 
Um, now, and I know they get a big save there from him at the end. I know, like you say, he didn't have a whole lot to do, but he's brave. At the start of the year, you know, we think of that, the, the, the draw in Talca and that ball bounced and, you know, him, Conley, no one knew what to do towards this time. The ball bounces and, and he's straight out and he pounces on the ball and he, and he has it before anything anything can happen. I think that just shows Nathan Shepard's progression um, so far this season, doesn't it? Yeah, and I they, um, Connolly was talking about this in an interview after one of the games. He was talking about how good he's been. And he said he remembers at the start of the season having like rollicking abuse at him. And I, I, you could see it. Like you could see mm-hmm. him turning around and screaming and shouting at him like either you're supposed to come for that or you're not supposed to come for that. Whatever it was that he was shouting at, they all had to get used to playing together. And now there's a proper proper understanding between two centre-backs and him. So they obviously know if there's a, a ball over the top, he's out quick as lightning to get rid of it if he can. Um, he knows that if he's coming to collect the ball or if he's coming to uh, punch something, he has to take absolutely everybody out to make sure he gets to the ball. Yeah. Even if it means taking out Connolly or Boyle, he has to do it. Yeah. Um, so it, it's they've gotten better and better and better. Like the result, or the results, the um, the stats are there. Like the clean sheet record is fantastic. And mm-hmm. we we're saying that last week. Like they just they're not conceding goals. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to be saying this thing till the end of the season about how many goals they conceded from open play in the first two games. Yeah. Because it's been next to none ever since. Yeah. Uh, to start off with two two all draws and then shut up shop really since a couple of penalties and that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's you have confidence that like all it's gonna take for them to win most games is the odd goal, which is the thing with tonight. Like you, you mm-hmm. just felt like if they could have just nudged one of them in, yeah, they would have been home and home and dry because they wouldn't have conceded a goal tonight. But um it's a would, you, would you worry? Would you worry that your foundation for this back five is based on Conley and Lewis McCarry, and we've got massive question marks over both those players? Yeah. Well, I feel bad that there's no one else to throw these curveballs at. Only you tonight. <laughs> I've been off for for about um, like, I don't know, three months. I haven't answered any questions. I've got all these questions waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. Um. The Conley thing is, um, the Conley thing is a big deal, um, mm. because I don't know that anybody, like Lewis McCarry's been been very, very, very good, mm-hmm. um, and I don't want him to leave. If he did go, Sam Bone can play right back. Um, if Conley goes, sure, Sam Bone can play centre back, but. This, I, if, to my mind, this whole run of defensive stability and and clean sheets and as much as the goalkeeper has been brilliant, it's to me it's down to to Conley. Yeah. Um, I think. I don't know if there's gamesmanship in negotiations or if like stories that are coming out about how much money he's going to be getting if he goes to X or Y. Who knows where those stories are coming from? Who knows if any of it's real or or, or what? But. If if we can manage to sort something out to keep him, even if it's to get him till Christmas and then reevaluate again and see where we are at Christmas, um, then that's priority one to me. Um, because even like he has mistakes in him, you know, like he's not he's not flawless in case because I think somebody did say to me, like, oh, but he made mistakes here and here, and I'm like, yeah. Everybody's going to make mistakes. Like he is yeah. going to make mistakes, but how much confidence he gives everybody around him, how mm. much communication there is between him Definitely. and Macari and yeah. uh, Doyle in front of him and the keeper behind him, like he's integral to, to how the team's set up. Um, I think there's a if you like flip Huben and him, I think there'd be a difference over a few games if Connolly wasn't playing, and I think there'd be a difference over a few games if, if Huben wasn't playing you might get away with it for a game if he's suspended yeah. it'd be okay but if you lost him for a run of games I think it'd be a challenge to uh, for someone to take his place at this stage which is crazy to think that he's only been there half a season and mm-hmm. now maybe like I don't know why I don't know what like what you think about it but I'm 
that's that's how I feel. I don't know if you think he's as important as I think he is. No, d- definitely. Look, d- I think if you're at any match in Oriel Park and you know, you, you'll automatically know exactly where he is in the pitch because you could just hear him. He's just non-stop barking orders, batted this, 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 this. We're doing this, you know, up the tempo, lower the tempo. He's he's he, he's good at, at, at long-range passing, short passing, sees the bigger picture. Like you say, even when he hasn't got the ball, he's talking, talking, talking. There's no way in my eyes, there's no way that Nathan Jeffords, um, his confidence would not be there if it wasn't for a player like him beside him. Like you say, we, we, we all seen it the first few games in Oriel Park and, and they were nearly at loggerheads with each other. But I bet you a tenor, the two of them looked at each other and just smiled at each other and said, you know what I meant though, right? And they were like, yeah. <laughs> and that was it. And that's it. That's all they needed. And that was it. And, and, and they get each other. And I would go so far as to say that possibly Connie is probably the best central defender in the league at the moment. And that's and and, and that's that's a big call, but over you know and and it's Gally's thing that he loves to say all the time is like roll another team in front of me and, and pick me a better set or half. <laughs> I don't think I could. And it's the no. same with Nathan Shepherd and go. I don't think there's a better goal. Like McGinty's good, but when you when you put it all in, I suppose that he's with our team and and he's so young and everything. I just think Shepherd is 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 fantastic and he's going to be a brilliant keeper for his for his whole career. But I think we've got you know, right the way through or the spine of our team this year. And and I don't know if it's just a, a confidence thing or is it something that Skip is doing, but I, I really think he's maximized the attributes of certain players and kind of built them back up to where last year, like we were talking about this yo-yo season. And, um, you know, we, we, we were laughing off air there, just talking about the patch result tonight. That was the most Dundalk last year result we, we, there ever will be tonight. Yeah. Throwing it away like that. We're like, we think of you know, uh, beating Rovers at home, getting tumped by Bowes 5-1, and then going and beating Pats away. I was like, that was the roller coaster last year, like, just to, just to bring you back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forget how, how, what it was like. Towards, yeah. I think, you know, we're seeing, a, we're seeing a consistent line in a lot of our performances because the players are are being asked to play at this, at this level, and the bar is no longer... Oh, you were good your last game. Can we do replicate that again? Oh, why weren't you good this game? It's like, well, I expect this now, mm-hmm. and and that's where and that's where we're maintaining it. And I think that's all down to people like Conley, who's got that experience and are like, lads, don't let it slip. If we let it slip, we're gone on this. This is why I'm yelling at you. This is why where I need to, to get you. I want everyone to be playing at this level, and that's and that's why I think I'm 100 there with you. I think he's so so important to this side, and. If if there was anything that we could do to, to hold on to him, I'd be right there with you. Like I, I drove the clonus already. I couldn't find anyone. <laughs> I turned and came back home. <laughs> I'm um, there's whiskey if he wants it. You know, if uh, yeah. I, I know some people who might be able to fix up with a bottle if he wants to stay. Uh, one bottle. That's probably all I can manage. <laughs> yeah, we're not made of money. <laughs> but um, just when you were saying about uh, hearing him when you're in Oriel. I'm pretty sure I heard him on the stream today, like through the commentator's microphone. Possibly. I heard him shouting at someone, being like, you know, my ball or leave it or something. Like yeah. the communication is uh, amazing. I, I, um, I just want to give a shout out to the uh, to the LOI stream that went off again and uh, for a couple of minutes, and then went ten minutes back in time oh. uh, when he came back on. Um, and also, they gave us a quick glimpse of Finn Harps and St. Pat's for about two seconds. They were supposed, to, I think, they were supposed to show us a replay, and they just cut to a different game. So we got to hear the lovely, um, the lovely voices of Finn Harps. The two boys that were probably still complaining about Hooven not being sent off for trying to win a header the last time we were there. But um, just wanted to give a quick shout because you wouldn't have seen that because you were obviously uh, working. Uh, Elsewhere, somebody. <laughs> but yeah, the um, the I had it. I was having a conversation with Pingu about this a while ago about the spine, about the squad that we have, and um, because mm-hmm. we were talking about the um, the comparisons to Kenny's squad in his first season and how that built and built and built the momentum and and everything else, um, and it's kind of 
I guess when you go through that squad and compare it to the one that we have now, the squad that we have now is like it's sneakily really, really, really good. Like mm-hmm. it's fine as a team when everybody's fit. Like you're talking about, like say we're arguably the best goalkeeper in the league, or actually the best goalkeeper in the league if you've watched him playing. Then we're saying the best centre back. Yeah. Hands down, the best centre back in the league. Then Robbie Benson, like just to pick him out as being like the main centre midfielder, be Robbie Benson midfield and yeah. then the best centre forward. Well, we tried for seasons to find a replacement for Robbie Benson. Guess who it turned out to be? Robbie <laughs> Benson. <laughs> I also love what he said last week after the game. Of, like, uh, I think Gav was asking him about nights like this haven't been happening the last two two seasons. And he said, like, uh, nothing, nothing's changed since I was here the last time. Like, when he was here last time, they won the league. Yeah. And now uh, they're back, and it's it. He's just, it's the exact same Oriole every time uh, Robbie Benson is there. But the squad, like, the, that spine of the team is... Mm-hmm. Right, it's, it's been up top. It's excellent, yeah. Mm-hmm. Best best forward in the league, best goalkeeper in the league, best centre-back in the league. I could make an argument for the best midfield in the league, even if... Um, the others have about 40 different midfielders that they can put out. <laughs> like they can only pick X amount though for one game, so it doesn't count. Yeah. And the other ones just have a strap on the touchline of, and if they don't get a few games start to put rumors out that they want to come back to Oriel. I'm not no, I'm not gonna get sucked into that. No. Um but they're, they're they are in a good spot uh, squad wise and it's um that's another one of the things of like trying to replace one of those yeah. pins would be really, really tough. Um, but hopefully they don't have to. Um, hopefully the offer of a free bottle of whiskey and um, I think you swayed it tonight. Uh, you can give them, you can give them a lift home someday. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm <laughs> 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 working. You want <laughs> just put these in the contract? We'll get on to it. We we'll go yeah. on to the boys and be like, make sure the offer has the free bottle of whiskey at the bottom of it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to you know what Gally writes in in our Facebook by the way, kind of what the show is about. I think this is going to be. Offer of whiskey and petrol money. <laughs> listen, listen back here. <laughs> yeah, listen back to an absolutely ridiculous offer being given. Uh, hey, we we have forty minutes of completely this offers going on here. So hey, for patrons, we can have forty minutes more of them if we want. If we can cut the other offers. <laughs> the extended version. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, look, because we're because we're later on tonight, we we won't go in too far. Um, Donald, you'd be delighted that you've um, missed me nearly calling. Hey, we we must be in a title race now, right? And now yeah. I, I feel like the idiot. <laughs> no, look, next week we could be back in a title race. Who knows? This is the thing. Who 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 knows it all? But um, just just to show where we are in this, Donald, you can look away now. Whether I won't <laughs> win anything. Uh, but Shamrock Rovers extend um, their lead at the top of the table after a 1-0 victory in the Dublin Derby against Bowes tonight. Um, so they're on top with 45. We are behind in still in second place on 38 points. Um, but one point behind us now is Derry City after a 1-0 uh, victory thanks to penalty patching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't miss an opportunity like that. that that's just an like yeah. open goal. Exactly. Um, and then behind them in fourth place um, on 32 points is St. Patrick's Athletic after we mentioned there um, a falling away on a 2-0 uh, lead, letting it slip in Bally Buffet tonight. Um, and then to the second half of the league then, well, before that, sorry, it was um, Sligo Rovers on 29 points after picking up a point in Heading the Game Park tonight. But then Bowes on 26, Shells 25, Drogheda on 22 points there's kind of like a little mini league going on between those guys and you'll probably say roughly there or thereabouts depending on on, on how, how people strengthen i suppose over the next couple of weeks and then below that then in ninth is finn harps on 12 points after gaining an extra point tonight and ucd on nine points and um, there's, there's definitely something happening here with this table we're seeing probably finn harps ucd slightly cut adrift then you've got Drahada, Shelburne, and Bowes currently, who are kind of there, thereabouts. They're for lack of consistency, probably between those teams more than anything. Um and and maybe just in strength and depth with regards squad. Like we just talked about a couple of players that, that Drahada have now lost. And then above that, um Sligo, 
Pats, probably the outside chance of a European, and then Derry, Dundalk, Shamrock Rovers, you would say. Looking looking at the moment, the odds on for a European spot, you would think, and somebody has to put it some sort of a title challenge, right? Well, someone who, does, but who? you know, um, it, it, it could be us, who knows? But I think, I think what we saw tonight is that the level of um consistency that you have to have, and I don't know whether we have. It's like they um, normally you have to challenge for the title for a season before you're really, really ready mm-hmm. for like a proper title push because you have to get into these games and know that you have to win. Like if yeah. the chance is there to win, like and Rovers did it tonight. Like they, um, I think they could have scored a few more against Bose, but they held on and got their win. So, you know, it's... It's a long, it's a long season. Like there's still a yeah. really, really long way to go. Um, well, they're literally only just over halfway there. Yeah, and and, like, and we've talked about this before. Like th- this European football is now about to come in. Uh, I mean, Frank just posed a question there um, about teams playing on the road, but I'll just just jump to the end of his point, and that's that Pats and Rovers now have to pay each other on Monday yeah. to make sure they haven't got a backlog of fixtures. But as a result, their backlog is now. Yeah. So you know you've got. You know, we know we know there's been issues with injuries for you know um, Jack Byrne and stuff previously in Shamrock Rovers. Now they're playing a lot of games. They're probably not coming into Europe in their best form. You're I wouldn't have thought. Which, um, if if they don't have a successful European campaign, which you everyone assumes that Bradley has stayed at Shamrock Rovers for. I mean, it, that, that could have an effect on the second half on the league for them. You have, I suppose, Derry, who's had a very inconsistent season. I know they've had a lot of injuries too, and, and some of them long-term, like Michael Duffy. But they, um, I'm trying to name drop as many former players, by the way, for you tonight. I don't know if you've quite noticed this. <laughs> but, I, um, but, you know, they're coming with inconsistent form and now have to play Europe too. You've yeah. got... You know, Sligo and Pats, who really are incredibly inconsistent. You know, um, to the point where one of the one of their you know former managers is, has now been sacked, mm-hmm. and it, you don't. I don't think that Pats team looks anything like the Stephen O'Donnell team that was there last year that, that got to a cup final. No, and just on like the the idea that Pats and Rovers are playing on Monday, so. Everybody's home form seems to be decent, and most teams. I think I was saying this before about Derry, about when we beat Derry, that I was fully confident that Derry would get back on a decent run of mm-hmm. fixtures after. But pretty much every game in the league is going to be tough, especially away from home. Um, and like Rovers could absolutely drop points mm-hmm. to Pats uh, on Monday, but it's still going to be up to us to not drop points away. To shells twice, you know, like, yeah. um, well, I think I think if you take some of our away form, so we've picked up two points in Talca, we've picked up no points in Head in the Game Park, and we picked up one point in UCD Bowl. Yeah, I mean, like that that says its own story there. Yeah, and that does make you think like they are not far off being like properly up there. Mm. No, and you add, and it, like just add to that that if if uh, Ruben had scored with the last kick of the ball against Rovers in Oriel, oh, yeah. that's another yeah. two points. So yeah, it's I just think they need they need to. Um, uh, I, I always feel like you need to contend first, like kind of stumble into contention before you're a proper contender. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like that's like the thing with Derry this season of Derry not really contending last season, and then everyone assuming. They're going to go all guns, guns blazing and win every game, and yeah, and it's like they have to prove that they can do it, and we have to. To me, we have to prove that we can do it. Mm-hmm. I know there's plenty of players there that have that have done it in the past for us, but this squad, like this group, have to prove that if they absolutely had to beat Shells tonight, like if it was a, a six pointer, like or if you know Rovers drop points, and then if we win, we're past them. That kind of scenario. That we have to get into those scenarios and prove that we can do it before I'm 
yeah. going all in on a title um, chance. Mm-hmm. I also just don't want to be disappointed because I'm so happy with how everything's gone yeah. up to now that I don't want the shine to be taken off because we finished third. Yeah, you know, I, if I, we finished third. I, I, I still think that no matter what, I think we'll always bring it back to what we thought at the start of the year and we said if we could be in contention for a European place, this team has done very well. Because, like you meant, it, it all has to be about some sort of progression. You have to be going in a way, and you have to get players on board to go to. And I think we have that, and we're going away. Like I say, is a title challenge. Look, if if it presents itself later in the season, you will have to go for it because you know you, you have to be in it to win. And then at that stage, you will say, well, then is your is your goal of looking for European football for next year secure? It probably is then. If you're in that title, but I, I'm, I'm with you on this. But what I'd love to see, and I think if we need to turn that around, and and Frank, I suppose to go back to your your question then uh, about playing well in the road. If if you look at between f- what four games we picked up three points against so-called lower end teams uh, in this division, that's not the way a champion would would be. They would you know put people to the sword and 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 you know that's probably what we're missing is that little killer instinct against these other teams that were probably meant to you know is it expectation i don't know exactly what it is but you you can't say it's a better way of fans because you know we drop points at the bowl (laughs) it's not that that. go back to covid or something when they're you know playing the bowl yeah it's hard it's hard to pin down exactly what it would take um because I know, like, people be saying about being like a being negative or a naysayer or something. I'm like, I'm, mm. I'm really not. It's like, I'm I'm absolutely delighted with where the team is, where the club is, where where everything is at the minute. And what I feel like it would be incredible to like really push Rovers to the end. And I definitely think they're good enough to do it. And um, like individually, we saw them play against Rovers. They were every bit as good as them. Two out of the three times to be our reserves are almost as good as them in Tala. So it's not it's not a case if I don't think they're good enough to do it. It's just it's a it feels like a hell of a lot to ask that first shot out of the gate we're tra- we're challenging for a title. And the last thing the last thing is not wanting um some negativity around you know how the season ends. Mm. And no, exactly. It's like we just need. I really feel like every game that we play now, I'm just taking in the excitement and the atmosphere and the joy that people are getting from the team, and just yeah. enjoying that. And wherever they finish, that's where they finish, and I'd be happy wherever it is. Obviously, if it's first, um, that'd be incredible. But um, I'm just trying not to be. Yeah. 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 The last but, time but, I thought they were going to win the league was a fucking nightmare. Yeah, exactly. Look, you, you and me both, pal. We all nail colours to math, so we we can all hold our hands up. I think. I think. Um. Yeah. I think. I think that's it. But I think as long as we can see that progression, like you say, it'd be very hard to see, have have a negative effect on the season. So let's say at the end of the season we finish second or third, we get European football. I. I. I personally, I'll be delighted. I think that's that's been a good end. We got yeah. European money back in. Think of, you know, we may not be in that scenario that we're currently in with Conley because we think, oh, we got we got European money to offer you as wages. How about hanging on here and play European football? You know, he's probably saying, yeah, why not? Mm. And that's, that could be another thing to whatever extension we get on these guys' contracts coming through. If, if we can dangle a little bit of European football in front of them for the season after, why wouldn't you get on board? Because I think that was part of the roller coaster with the success of Dundalk for for years under under Kenny and and Perth at the end was hey we got European football in how about another challenge on this by the way we done this before we got the group phases before now we got the group phase again you know there was a hey we we can keep going on this because there's a consistency of playing at a very high level at this club and and being there you know competing as well and I think just to be back at that end of the table. And have a possibility of European football ahead, and then if we can get back into, because I think you, you look at you look at other teams, and and no one no team I don't think has any right to be guaranteed European football, but I think when you look at Rovers ourselves, say Derry, there's your three guaranteed places 
in, as it current li- currently lies. But then the, the two teams just outside that are Pats and Sligo, and they would say, well, we're currently <laughs> in European football. <laughs> so yeah. they're not got a right to be part of that. But, hey, five into three or four does not go. So something has to give, and someone's going to lose that. And I'd love if it just wasn't us this year. That's a dangerous thing as well when you're trying when you're offering players contracts and stuff and you're in Europe when you offer the contract and then you're not in Europe the next season, you know, like it's yeah. and I get obviously we pretty much deal in short-term contracts, like a year or two years, or whatever, for most clubs. So I guess it's not as dangerous, but just the the knife edge of being that team that are in fourth or fifth and coming into the mid-season window being like we were in Europe. Yeah, but if you sign this contract, we might not be in Europe. Yes, the next season. So it's it's a tricky one, but it would be a brilliant carrot to have in front of people that like, yeah, we're we're happy enough that we're confident enough that we've finished in the top four, and mm. um, we have a brilliant record in Europe. Um, so yeah, no, it's a great thing to be able to offer people. But um, yes, look, Donald. I think we said we we're going to have a, a quick show tonight where <laughs> we're on for nearly 54 minutes here. I thought we were off the air about half an hour ago. <laughs> That's why you thought it was mentioned so many former players. <laughs> yeah. Did I say anything about the whiskey on the, on the air? I don't know there now. We have, both of us have to stand over this. I can picture Mark Honey sitting on the seat beside me in the Jeep drinking as I drive him back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, look, uh, thank you, Donald, for, for popping on tonight. Thank you for everyone with their comments tonight. We should be back um, on the 1st of July, back with UCD at home. We'll back to our normal format. We'll have pizza and goodies for, for everyone to, to give away. Um, I don't know. I just threw in goodies. I don't know. <laughs> Please don't turn up expecting goodies. <laughs> I'll find something in the house. I don't know. <laughs> Here's two jelly babies. The first comment they're in. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, with nobody else here, only myself and yourself, and the massive omission in the team lineup tonight, I think it's fair to say if there's no Pat, there's no party. 